Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Big Sunday NFL Draft 2022 in the books. Kansas City, you're now on the clock. Welcome back, Jay Bentley. Grant Nicholson producing the operation. We've heard from uh, the head coach of Sky Moore, Tim Lester at Western Michigan, and Jeff Brom, head coach of George Karloftis at Purdue. Let's go to the phone lines now and talk to Alex Gold, who's been all over uh, the gambling in the state of Kansas. Also, I think he was in Topeka until like 2 o'clock in the morning um, watching the politicians go to work. Good morning, Alex. Hey, what's going on, Bink? Good morning. Just enjoying uh, enjoying a beautiful Sunday already in KC. No, it is, and it's even more beautiful when the draft is so good. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I love – look, I, I think it was an absolute master class by Brett Veach in utilizing the 12 picks, drafting 10 guys, whether it was being aggressive and trading up for McDuffie, a guy that a lot of people didn't think would be there, or my favorite really was let's trade down four spots – still get Sky Moore, let's pick up a fifth-round pick and use it to draft Kennard, uh, the loft offensive lineman who might have been a third-round pick in some people's eyes. I just thought it was a master class in how they navigated the entire draft and addressed multiple areas. They got physical on defense. They got younger. They got more athletic. I, I honestly, I thought it was, uh, you know, there's no such thing as a perfect draft, but I, I thought it was fantastic. Well, it's, it's one you just have value. You know, you look at the pro football focus, you know, top 250, and Karloftis was 10. McDuffie 11, Sky Moore 22, Leo Chanel 36. I mean, and they got them all value because the over-under on McDuffie being drafted was 16 and a half. They got him at 21. The over-under on Karloftis was 23. They got him at 30. I didn't think he'd fall. Like, I had Karloftis in a mock draft, and I took him out, like, at the last minute because I thought, that pie in the sky, there's no way they can get him. I thought, okay, they can get Ebikini, but I took Karloftis. I still even have the draft profile. I had (laughs) Karloftis, took him out, and I had Sky Moore in the first round, even though that was way too early for Sky Moore, but he ended up going to the Chiefs, but that's how good he is. He was looked upon as a first-round pick. Mel Kuyper, this is before the draft even started, said he's the most underrated player at any position in this year's NFL draft, so... The sky's the limit. And Alex, I don't know who my favorite is here. I even said I can't name a favorite name like three because I can't narrow it down and say one's my favorite or the other, which is really unusual for an NFL draft. But is there one guy you like better than anybody else? You know, I think it's McDuffie only because I yeah, to me he's stepping in and he's your your day one starter and might be the team's, you know, number two corner and I think could have as a rookie perhaps the biggest impact for the team. Now, that doesn't mean long-term he's going to be the guy that has the biggest impact, but I think as far as day one, he's that guy. 
as we look longer term, which is more important, of course, with these draft picks. You know, Sky Moore, because it's a wide receiver, because they don't have a ton of wide receivers under contract over the next couple of years, you know, seeing his development and can he develop into, uh, you know, that, that slot receiver that ends up being a guy that uh, you can automatically pencil in for X amount of yards every season and rely on. Like, I want to see that development for him. And then, you know, I mentioned Kennard. I'm, I'm curious, given his size and given the injury at right tackle to Niang, and, you know, they got some veterans behind Niang that have filled in. Andrew Wiley have done a nice job, but can they develop Kennard into another guy? I know the comparison's already out there that, you know, should have been drafted earlier like Trey Smith and actually has a, has an impact not only long-term, but maybe is a guy that surprises people in camp and everybody's talking about. And next thing you know, maybe Kennard is someone that's starting at, at right tackle. I know there's some of the experts believe, you know, maybe he's actually just going to be a guard in the league. A few others think with the right coaching, he could end up being a right tackle. I know that the size and everything is there from Kennard, and I just think being able to get him where they got him was, was an incredible job uh, in the draft. And here's the one thing about Kennard. He won the uh, Jacobs Award, which is the goes to the best blocker in the SEC. And he won that award this year. They've been doing it since 1935. 30 knockdown blocks and one sack he gave up and 350 snaps. So, yeah, that's an undervalued guy I think could be here. The thing that really excites me too, Alex, is Leo Chanel. 34 bench press reps is two more than anybody else uh, from the combine. He did his pro day and not the combine. But same thing. I mean, he, he did the bench press reps there. He did go to the combine. But... He's led Wisconsin in sacks the last two years as an inside linebacker. It's yeah, he had a better pass rushing grade than than anybody they've had, including T.J. Watt. Yeah, that, he's an interesting pick because you know we we've talked all off season about the lack of pass rush and you know what what they what have they have or haven't done really on the defensive line at the edge rush position. We know they draft George Karloftis. Maybe they'll bring in you know Melvin Ingram. But it, it, the Chanel pick's interesting because. Of course, you can, you can get pressure from up the middle from your linebackers, and are they going to use him on first and second down as kind of that blitzing linebacker? Maybe that's part of the solution, Bink, to, to being able to get some more pressure on the quarterback in a different way than we thought perhaps heading into the offseason. I love the linebacking core. Again, uh, younger, more athletic than they've been in a long, long time. Yeah, the one thing about him, the coverage skills, because he's a first down, second down, but he stop, helps stop the run. I mean, they get yeah. some run stuffers too, and – and I'm with you because they like to the blitz from the middle. Like like Derek Johnson, which you'll wear his number 56, was good at blitzing up the middle. Like Leo Chanel with the eight sacks last year is a very high number for an inside linebacker. So you got Chris Jones up the middle from the defensive line. Leo Chanel at time to do stunts. And then, of course, they love stunting from the secondary. Like Jerry Sneed coming. Brian Cook, I think, could be used as that missile as well from safety. But you, when you think about pass rush, it doesn't always have to come from the edge. When you can have it come from all sorts of different directions, that's what gives quarterback fits, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's what they're going to have to do. I mean, based off of what they've done on the defensive line, and, and hopefully Carl Loftus is a guy that you know really surprises people and has an even bigger impact than I think. I mean, it's just, as you pointed out, you know, there's a there's limitations to first round picks in year one at the edge position in terms of you're, you're he's talking about sacks, I should say. I know mm-hmm. the pressure rate was crazy for him at uh, at Purdue, but you know and they ran away real- from him. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, realistically, you know, if you if we looked at this, I think there was only what was it five or seven guys that were drafted last year at the edge position that had more than five sacks. So, I mean, expectation wise for Carl Loftus, I mean, if you think he's going to get you seven or eight sacks in year one, I think you're you're, you're, you're kind of being way too optimistic there, but if he can get you three to four and then you have Chanel and others from the linebacker spot, you have Cook coming up, 
Maybe they go and bring back Melvin Ingram. Like I, now, you can start to see. You know, I know everybody's panicking a little bit about the off season and, and, and lack of free agent signings, but you always had to see what the the end product and the plan is. And now the picture to that got a heck of a lot clearer uh, with the draft taking place the last three days. Yeah, you have to let you have to let things play out, and it's not done playing out because Melvin Ingram's could still sign here. So those last minute additions that teams can get if they look at the draft and think, all right. There's one position that we didn't get. We need to look for something else. It's like the Ravens. They could say, you know what? We we really need a, a wide receiver. Green Bay may not be happy just having Christian Watson and the number 58 pick in the draft, a wide receiver, because they didn't address it earlier. So some teams could say, all right, what do we do? Who's looking to be moved? Who's looking to be traded and move that? Uh, Alex, I mentioned you were at the state capitol a couple nights ago in the state of Kansas awaiting uh, uh, the long-awaited sports gambling <laughs> in Kansas. Um, that seemed to come together really quick. Because there for a minute we were talking about, well, Missouri might pass them up now. But that's not the case. Kansas gets the job done. They do. No, I mean, look, this uh, at times seemed like it wasn't going to pass, and then other times it, it did. And it just there's there's a lot of things in, you know behind the scenes that always go on with these kind of things. And it went down to the last minute in the last – yeah, they're on break again, so it went down to the last minute and the last day, around 1.45 in the morning on Thursday night, Friday morning, uh, is when it passed. And so, barely, too, Bank, 21 votes in the Senate, uh, that's, that's what you have to have. So it barely <laughs> passed, and now it'll head to the governor's desk, and that's like seven to ten days or so, and then she is expected to sign that. Nobody's really concerned there. And then it would become law on July 1st, and then you know the expectation is by this fall, by September, now in the... In the bill, it says that the right, you know, the the the, re- the regulations and the the, uh, the the gaming commission, I guess it would be by January of 2023. So that's like the the safe hey for sure, January. But multiple people believe September 1st or that first week or so of September is when you could actually be able to place a legal wager, both uh, mobily, which is where 80 you know percent of the wagers are likely to come from, or going into you know your physical casino one of the four state-owned casinos or any of the tribal casinos, most you know, the closest to the Kansas City area for most of our listeners. We're talking about, you know, can, uh, not Kansas Star, Hollywood Casino, there by the legends. So can, how's this going to work, Alex, for people in Missouri? Can they, as long as they're within the borders of the state of Kansas, they can do this? Right. You don't have to be a Kansas resident the same way that myself and others have driven up to Iowa to make bets before. So if you live in Missouri, you Right now, and there's two weeks left in Missouri's legislative session, so perhaps Kansas passing it maybe pushes the issue there, but it doesn't seem all that promising. So, yeah, you'll, you'll, walk, you'll drive across the state line, uh, and you can download your mobile app, whether it's with FanDuel, DraftKings, BetMGM, you name it, and you'll have to register on an account on the app. You go through the verification process, and, yeah, you make your wager, and then you can drive right back over to Missouri, and it's as simple as that. I mean, so that's what people have done. Uh, in Illinois and in Missouri, those that live in St. Louis have been doing that, driving right across the, to, to Illinois. People before New York had it legalized were driving right across to New Jersey. So this is what's gone on. And, you know, whatever your estimates are for revenue for Kansas to pull in tax-wise, uh, if Missouri doesn't pass it, you can go ahead and bump up those re- that revenue for year one considerably because there are going to be plenty of people on Sundays, NFL Sunday, they're going to get up in the morning and decide to hop across the border in Kansas and, and place a few wagers. And here's the real problem, too. If someone's in Missouri and they hop over to Kansas, maybe they stop and get gas. Maybe they stop and eat. Maybe they, sure. maybe they spend some extra revenue in the state of Kansas. And to me, that's a problem because you got people in northern yeah, Missouri. 
going yeah. to Iowa and doing it, people in southern Missouri going down to Arkansas uh, to place bets, and now the Kansas City area and this uh, the, this western side of the state going over to Kansas. If if I'm Missouri, like you, your borders are all doing it. So I agree. Like yeah. don't keep losing revenue to other states. You'd think that would drive them nuts. I would think so as well. I mean, I 100%. I don't I, mean, I think everybody can recognize the financial benefit that it would be giving Kansas and and, and how it would hurt the state of Missouri because you're right. I mean, I I'm look, I'm sick of driving to Iowa Bank and spending money on a hotel and spending money on restaurants and yada yada up there and that's what could happen in the state of Kansas for Missouri. So if you're Kansas, you're loving it. You're 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 loving the possibility. If you're the state of Missouri, you should be concerned about it. We saw the tweet from the mayor of Kansas City, Missouri, uh, Quentin Lucas, uh, trying to you know put some pressure as much as he possibly can uh, on the Missouri legislator uh, out there. So we'll see, Bank. I mean, they got about two weeks. Um, I you know one of the senators, uh, Hoskins, uh, out of Warrensburg for the state of Missouri, uh, who has been pushing for what they call video lottery terminals. That's kind of the holdup here in Missouri. It's something going back to 2018. He's not against legalizing sports wagering in Missouri, but he believes these video lottery terminals should be allowed in the state. And that's uh, a controversial issue and has been a pushback from uh, the casinos in Missouri for obvious reasons. And so that's the holdup. That's the roadblock right now is this debate on these video lottery terminals, which would be, uh, depending on whose bill you look at, could be any and only in uh, you know veteran and, and fraternal organizations and truck stops, or it could be in other areas. And these are essentially slot machines that would be uh, in gas stations in Missouri. Slot <laughs> machine. Well, now what's the uh, what's the kitty look like for uh, the state of Kansas as far as their pursuit of professional teams? Yeah, so that's what's you know that's been talked about this sports wagering fund or the Hunt Fund as it's being called in, in Topeka a little bit. Uh, where 80% of all the sports wagering revenue off that 10% tax that the operators are paying would go to this fund for bonds uh, to help lure, you know, we can say professional team, but it's, it's for the Chiefs, right? And I know that's the, the fun talking point. Uh, and look, maybe there is a chance that the Chiefs actually would move over to Kansas. I, I still find it hard to believe because the dollar amount bank is so small on the fund. Like, it doesn't hurt, but it, depending on estimates, if you think, uh, the state's going to get what, what's been projected. So let's say it gets to uh, $5 million a year going to that fund. Like t- After 10 years, it's, I say, just $50 million, but it's a small amount when we know it's going to cost over a billion to build a stadium. So, And we saw Buffalo, uh, the state of New York, for their stadium, the state's giving, like, what, $650 million. So I'm yeah. not saying it doesn't help, but it's such a small amount. So I don't believe the difference of the Chiefs going to Kansas is going to be because of that fund. Now, if you're the state of Missouri, uh, you can't lose another NFL team. So I think they will do everything possible uh, to put together a package, uh, unfortunately, of public money, taxpayer money, uh, to, to build the Chiefs at some point uh, a new stadium. We know this is how this stuff usually goes. It's pretty rare that a stadium is ever fully privately funded unless you are the Golden State Warriors in the Bay Area or the KC Current uh, who are, are going to be building that fully you know, that privately funded stadium on near the river here in a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, just getting an NFL team is so difficult and like losing two of them. I mean, that's right. just, that's just something I don't see as something that would, I mean, that's just, it, that, that's mind boggling to me if it happens. I'm with you. Yeah, I just you, you can't let that happen. It would be we talk. We just got done talking about revenue and moving to Kansas. Like, could you imagine? I mean, you, you can't afford for that to happen. That would be disastrous for 
the state of Missouri to, to let the Chiefs move over to, to Kansas. So we'll, we'll see how this all plays out. I, you know, I know Clark Hunt spoke, was it yesterday or two days ago about it? And, uh, you know, of course, at this point in time, you know, he mentioning, you know, his, his father and his family and, and the ties they have to Arrowhead. But we'll see. I mean, we know money talks, right? So we'll, we'll see how it plays out over the next couple of years. What do you got coming up tomorrow, Alex? Uh, I know the, uh, the Royals will be playing a 315, that makeup game. But that doesn't come on until 3.15. What do you guys, uh, anything uh, planned at this point? Yeah, I think we'll talk a little draft, Bing. Oh, you know, are I you really? We'll, I, I think we'll talk a little draft tomorrow. And I, Interesting. I, you, I think it was a, a fantastic plan that the Chiefs executed uh, all weekend long there. And so we'll talk about also the, the kind of the, the clear identity they're trying to shift to uh, on defense, the physicality uh, that maybe they were lacking a, a season ago. So, no, there's, there's plenty for us to get into uh, tomorrow it'll be pretty much all draft throughout the entire show, and maybe just maybe we'll have a uh, a player to stop by that was drafted. So we shall we'll see how that works out tomorrow, starting at uh, ten a.m. Oh, gold! Here's another thing too. Here's why they need to get uh, gambling legalized in Missouri. If you're going to have the draft here, uh-huh, there, there's uh-huh. so many bets on over under on the players. You can even basically do like uh, trifectas on the top three quarterbacks taken. So many wager, so many, so many bets you can do on the draft now. Imagine the convenience if that was allowed uh-huh. in Kansas City, and you had six hundred thousand people <laughs> downtown with the ability to wager how much revenue just that draft could bring the state of Missouri. Because the NFL draft has become a heavily gambled thing. Spot on. I love betting on 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 the draft. Think draft prop bets are fun. You're absolutely right. If not, some of those. People coming into town will drive themselves across the border to Kansas. So, I mean, that's that's everything that's in play here for Missouri. I think it'll be interesting, too, not to get too uh, in the weeds with it, but every state has different, uh, like, regulations on what kind of bets you can place. There's, uh, believe it or not, so like Iowa, you couldn't have made a bet on Bobby Wood Jr. to win AL Rookie of the Year. Really? So, draft prop bets, yes, I think you're correct. You'll be able to bet on those, um, but it's not a sure thing. There's different language that the Gaming Commission has to put in there. Uh, and hopefully Kansas and then eventually Missouri, hopefully those are the type of bets that they will allow. Um, look, there's even Illinois that doesn't let you bet on the in-state college teams. Now, that's not an issue. The Kansas bill will allow you to, to do that. But and they've got to do something gold. I mean, you got to have yeah. the people here for the draft able you. to do it. You know what I mean? I'm with you. I'm with you. Trust me. You're you're preaching to the choir on most of this stuff. Oh. Well, great stuff. You did great work on it. Follow him on Twitter, at Alex Gold. He's been talking to politicians. He went to uh, the Capitol till 3 a.m. I'm surprised you did that, Alex, but that's insane. But nice work. <laughs> Thanks, Big. Hey, you're doing a hell of a job the last couple of days as well. Thanks, man. Thanks, brother. Take care. Have a good weekend. There you go, Alex Gold right there. I'll be tuned in. 5.58 in the morning, Fesco in the morning um, uh, with, with Josh Klingler and B-Dub. Uh, Chiefs uh, added a new Hall of Famer to the mix. Talk about that next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Bank Sunday. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson with you. The newest member of the Chiefs Hall of Fame was announced yesterday to be Kimball Anders. You know, part of the Chiefs team throughout the 90s. Remember how fun the Chiefs team were in the 90s? His whole career spent with the Chiefs from 91 through 2000. Three-time Pro Bowl selection was Kimball Anders. And, you know, I, I grew up kind of, you know, the, the, the 90s were the heydays, man. I, I had season tickets in the 80s and stuff, but the 90s, definitely the heyday for the Kansas City Chiefs. 2,261 yards rushing. 4.6 a clip for uh, Kimball Anders, but receiving was, you know, where he was known for as well. The receptions uh, for Kimball Anders, 2,829 receiving yards. Look at some of those years. Kimball Anders had 67 catchers, 525 yards, 55 for 349, 60 for 529 one year, 59, 453, 64 for 462. You just see how productive he was in both running and catching. Like Kimball Anders would have been great as a fullback in this offense because he could catch, he could run, he could do a lot of things I think Andy Reid wants to do with the running back. But Kimball Anders, well-deserving of the Chiefs Hall of Fame because you think of the 90s and that's one of the guys you think about is Kimball Anders. You probably grew up watching a guy like Kimball Anders. I'll be honest, Bink, I don't think I've seen a Kimball Anders game in my life. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, you would have been. He stopped playing in 2000. So I would have been four. It's no excuse. <laughs> it's no excuse. Shouldn't have been grinding tape. That's on me. Well, you just stop watching or start watching football. Five? Yeah, six, seven, somewhere in that range. I don't remember the first football game I watched. No. But you know who he is, though, right? Yeah. You, one... you read anything about the 90s, you watch enough Chiefs stuff. Like, you. Get acquainted, sure. I mean, it was it was the rise of football in Kansas City in the nineties. You know, that's the thing. You were uh, you came a little bit after, but you get to see another world championship, and that's. I wasn't here for the first one, and I'm an old dude. I wasn't here in 1970. I wasn't here for that Super Bowl. I was wondering if I'd ever see one again. That's the only Kansas City championship you probably weren't around for, though. You've seen all the other ones. So what are you saying? I'm just saying that counts. I was at the World Series in 80. They didn't win it, but I was at games there. 85, I remember great because I was a kid. 
mean, all the kids in this town are, you know, love the Kansas City Royals. I think I was 12 when they won in 85. That's and, a great year. That's a great year. I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed a ton of uh, the 2015 World Championship, of course. Enjoyed the hell out of the last Chief Super Bowl, but we kind of got spoiled here for a while, especially if you're a sporting fan, too. To have Sporting win it, then the Royals win it, and then the Kansas City Chiefs win it. And if you're a Jayhawks fan on top of that, <laughs> your life's pretty good as a sports fan. Your life is really good as a sports fan if you grew up with all those teams. It's a good last decade for sure, yeah. But nope. I, there's something about this draft, and I, I don't know if this was finally washed the memories of the Bengals game away. I don't know if it finally came to that. It almost seems like that. Because there was people were down after that Bengals loss in the AFC title game. They were down. And I heard some say they weren't even going to watch the Super Bowl, which I find hard to believe because eventually you're going to flip it on, have some nachos and drink some beer and watch the game. But it's frustrating. It was frustrating the whole time seeing the Bengals in it because you were constantly reminded that they beat the Chiefs to get there. And you waited a couple months and people were down. I know some that didn't even listen to sports radio, unfortunately. You know, while they uh, while they sat there with people, you know, talking they can't get into the Chiefs. But I think the draft, again, Kansas City was second ratings the first night of the draft. People were excited. And I think they're really excited to host the draft here in Kansas City this year. But I felt that that really was the kickoff for the 2022 season, Grant, I, I felt like that draft was finally the time where, where, where fans stepped back for a second and said, okay, I'm ready for football again. Because this town was insane about the draft. And even people that I know that don't follow football, don't keep up except for watching the Chiefs. They used to watch the Chiefs every Sunday. But you know what? They were interested in the draft. They wanted to talk draft. Who are the Chiefs going to get? And then some were like reading about the draft picks. I was, I was shocked. I was like, well, good. This makes me happy. Because they were interested. Why? Because everybody was talking about it. And so they wanted to do it too. The uh, OTAs for the Chiefs, May 25th and 26th, May 31st through June 2nd, June 7th through 10th, mandatory minicamp, June 14th through the 16th. So... The month of May, you're going to have some football. The Chiefs already started working out. And you know Team Patrick, uh, Camp Patrick's going on Texas with the wide receivers. I'm sure Sky Moore will be joining him down there for that. Think about Sky Moore. He gets to be in a, you know, he gets to learn from Juju in MVS. You know, gets to be in a huddle with Mahomes. Head coach Andy Reid. He went to the perfect place. So I asked his coach, is like, did he go to the perfect place or what? He even said Sky Moore, you know, used to be a quarterback, so he can air it out. So trick plays expect Sky Moore to throw one. I am. You think Sky Moore throws a, a pass this season? Yes. Throws a single pass. I do think Sky Moore throws a pass. Okay. Well, even even his coach said I, he regrets not having him throw the football. You think that plays in at all in the draft room? Like, hey, he could throw. No. Okay. All right. You were worried about the ambidextrous center. I didn't know if maybe they were out there scheming and Reed is like, I need a guy that can throw it too. No, I, I, I don't think they picked him 
saying, well, you know, that one trick play we might well, run in Well, that's not why five. they picked him, but, like, isn't that, like, a, a plus maybe? Maybe not. Well, I mean, he was uh, he was twice all-conference high school quarterback. I mean, undersized, but it doesn't matter. He's <laughs> Kyler Murray size. And here's it. I just think this gives Andy Reid another weapon to, to uh, have a trick play with. Now, you don't live off those trick plays, but I fully expect to see it. But I do feel that the draft was kind of like, all right, let's wash out the memory of the Bengals. Now it's go time for the Kansas City Chiefs. And this roster looks completely different. I mean, it is it is just axed people that were here before Patrick Mahomes. But coming up next, talk to you a little bit more about Leo Chanel. The text line is full of questions about Leo Chanel. I think people are really excited about his attitude. We discuss him next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Well, here's some breaking news for you, Grant. Are you ready? Hit me. It's Royals related. Excellent. You know, yesterday's game, makeup game with St. Louis is supposed to be 315. Because I was going to have a short and draft recap show, right? Yeah. Because it was 315, so it's going to be 7 to 9. Sure. (laughs) Give me that third hour now. (laughs) The Royals game being moved to 1215 Central. Wow. Why? Just because? You know what, though? 315 seemed kind of uh, late considering the fact that both the Royals and the Cardinals would be turning around and flying to Kansas City. Like, I was a little bit surprised that game was going to be so late. I mean, 315 is not late, but you're talking the game getting over 615. You're talking to players not getting on play until 7.30. I mean, St. Louis to Kansas City is not exactly no. a grueling flight. No, it's not. But you're still talking about, you know, I'm getting here 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, whatever it is. Because the Cardinals are turning around with the, like the Royals and playing in Kansas City Tuesday and Wednesday. At St. Louis for one day, coming to Kansas City the 3rd and the 4th. Makes sense. Game's over by 3.15. Probably on a jet by 5. Probably in Kansas City by dinner time. Like, this actually makes more sense, 315 game than 1215. You're so, not wrong. So, Vern at 11 a.m. tomorrow for Vern's on deck show. How about that? Make it up the game from uh, 413 when it was post- postponed. So, the Royals game moved up till 1215 tomorrow. That means uh, with a full draft recap show. In the draft, the 2023 draft in Kansas City. I said Kansas City's on the clock. 
occasionally I mess up years because sometimes I don't even know what this year is. I've still been calling this 2021. And I know we're what what we're getting way into the month of twenty or the year of twenty twenty two. I mean, it's the fifth month of twenty twenty two. It's a good thing I don't write checks anymore because you pay everything online. Because I'd still be filling out twenty twenty one if I wrote checks. Because that used to be a problem, right, Grant? When these people wrote things called checks. When was the last time you wrote a check? Last year, I. Paid the uh, state of Missouri for taxes, I think, with a check. With a check? This year I did it online. I, they make it a little harder to pay online. It's easier sometimes just to get the checkbook out. Kansas is, makes it really easy uh, to pay. I, I had an insurance company at one point, like a life insurance deal, and they didn't have online pay, and so I was paying my check all the time. But everybody takes online payment now. I don't remember the last time if I've ever used a check to actually purchase something. And here's the thing. Do you, do you even have a checkbook? I do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes you'll pay somebody or you give them a gift or something because you don't know their Venmo. Like, now it's just Venmo. If they have Venmo. Like, some people don't. Like, if you have to pay somebody, you know, it's like your parents or somebody like that would say they don't have Venmo and you got to pay your parents or you're giving them a pay, you write a check. So, yeah, it's still, it's still convenient to have them. You don't use them very much, but it's still convenient to have them. And it saves you money because you're not buying checks all the time. That's true. But most people will take Venmo. But some people won't. Like, I'm, my mom's 75. She's sure as hell never going to get a Venmo. Well, if you ever get around to bring us breakfast, I'll, I'll Venmo you for the breakfast. <laughs> well, uh, yes. <laughs> I told you today was going to be the day, but I got in here late. Well, you had a, you had a grind yesterday. I think it I told be, you I was asleep. I think you can be forgiven. I was sleeping forever, but the text line really wants about Leo Chanel. And can uh, he convert, be converted and rush from the outside? He'll be moved around everywhere. He's an inside linebacker by trade. Part of his magic is the way he inside blitzes. I mean, that is part of the reason that he's fun. I mean, you have an inside linebacker that had eight sacks last year. Again, there's more than one way to skin a cat. you got to get to the quarterback. Now they can get to, to the quarterback several different ways. You know, I look at what the Chiefs did, and it's not like what the other teams did. When you think about the Raiders bringing in Chandler Jones, Chargers bringing in corner J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, you know, the Chiefs now have more of a formidable pass rush because it was one of those positions not addressed through free agency, and they've got better help at corner. Now, Shaverius Ward did a nice job in Kansas City. As an undrafted guy, he did a nice job in Kansas City. Trent McDuffie has a chance to be way, way better than what Trip McDuffie or that uh, what Sherrius Ward was. So, in my opinion, that's an upgrade. And then you have Justin Reed that came in as a younger safety than the Honey Badger. You bring in Brian Cook, the rookie from Cincinnati, to be one of those safeties. You pair him with Juan Thornhill, and all of a sudden your secondary looks pretty good. And your linebacker core looks great. With Chanel on first and second down, that run stuffer, you know, Willie Gay, Nick Bolton there. You kind of like it. You like the interior of the defensive line when you have Chris Jones down there wreaking havoc. And then your edge, okay, what are you going to get from Frank Clark? We, we know at times he can get at least put some pressure on the quarterback. Then you got Karloftis from the other side. And then hopefully the Chiefs bring back Melvin Ingram. You know, he didn't play all the time, just you know, third down, rush, rush in, bring him in there to do things like that. So I think that could be good for the Kansas City Chiefs. 913-576-1340.
Seven six ten. If you have that favorite Kansas City Chief after this draft, whose jersey are you buying? My man here, Grant's going Trey McDuffie. Well, according to your jersey rules, I probably couldn't get Leo Chanel or, or Carl Loftus or any of those guys. I could get Sky Moore though. I'm probably looking at Kennard Lineman. It's it's probably it out of this group. You get Chanel. You get Carl Loftus. Chanel 56, yeah, I could wear that. Karloftis might be in the 90s. So I don't know. I haven't seen his number yet. I've seen Sky Moore's going to be 24. And what, hopefully. Was McDuffie? Did we see McDuffie yet? For some. No, I, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to be. But as far as Leo, Leo or uh, George Karloftis, you know. Defensive line, they go 50 to 79, 90 to 99. He looks like a 99 to me. It looks like Karloftis is going to have 56. Yeah, Karloftis is 21. I thought it was Chanel who was going to be 56. You said Karloftis is going to be 56? Just from the Chiefs website, they're okay. both holding up jerseys with 21 and 56. Okay, so Karloftis is going to be 56. All right, I like that. That's DJ's number. Hopefully he can be a player like DJ. He's not in a different position, but hell of an impact. Also, Ben Neiman's jersey. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the text line likes Pacheco. We had like three or four people about Pacheco. People just love running backs. But he had 3.9 yards of carry, so I'm not going to like throw a parade for that this year. I mean, we have to see what he does up in St. Joe. I like the guy they've already signed as an undrafted free agent, maybe better, Jerry and Ely, out of Ole Miss, because he was productive in the run and pass game. McDuffie's 21, I think. That's a perfect number for McDuffie. Yeah, wonderful we'll see single digits. You got to be real thin to pull that off. Except that I always thought single digits look cool in linemen. On linemen? Yeah, especially in college. No way. When they're like 300 pounds, they're wearing like a five. <laughs> so like that five is just all stretched out. You look sleeker and faster when you're wearing You want single. your left tackle to just be rocking the number three? No, but they can't. The tackles still have to wear uh, high numbers. Oh, do they really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tackles still have to wear. What about guards? Can you be number five under the guard? Um, Quarterbacks can be 1 through 19. Running backs can be 1 through 49 or 80 through 89. Because remember, we saw Patterson wearing 84. Wide receivers can be 1 to 49, 80 to 89. Tight ends, 1 through 49 or 80 through 90. Offensive line, 50 to 79. Defensive line, 50 to 79 or 90 to 99. Linebackers, 1 through 59 or 90 through 99. And a lot of times... Your linebackers get mixed in with defensive line there as well. Defensive backs, 1 through 49. Kickers, 1 through 19. I think they should let kickers whatever wear whatever the hell they want. I think they ought to let kickers wear whatever the jersey they want. Anyway, we need to take a timeout. We'll come back, wrap up uh, the 2022 draft. Actually, I'm going to wrap it up tomorrow night with the draft special, but we'll do it uh, for this show next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bink Sunday, Jay Bink, Grant Nicholson. 
Texan still likes Pacheco. Here's the one thing I really like about Pacheco, though. It's not the pass blocking. That's got to take some work. But the 437 speed, like he can work with 437 speed. Like that part I really, really like from Isaiah Pacheco. Let's go to the phone lines, Mike from Green Valley that wants to talk about Pacheco. What's up, uh, Mike? Yeah, hey, Bank. Um, yeah, I mean, I was one of those guys that uh, texted in about Pacheco. I mean, I get the whole 3.9 yards per carry, uh, but I just looked up, you know, the Rutgers offensive line. Their rank was really low. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah, it was like 111. I mean, I think that, um, you know, obviously being with the Chiefs offensive line, a little bit better than the Rutgers uh, offensive line. You know, Clyde Edwards-Elaire, his yards per carry really aren't that much better. You know, this guy, I don't know if you've seen this guy's second level uh, running. He, I, I was watching videos, I mean, because I didn't know who this guy was at all until the draft, I'm going to be honest. But um, watching his videos, he looked exactly like Adrian Peterson uh, once he gets to that second level. Now, keep in mind, a lot of these highlight videos make anybody look good. I, I will say this, though. He can return kicks. He had he had uh, 18 for 348 his freshman year, almost 19 yard, 19.3 yards per return. He, but he's got 437 speed. When you got 437 speed, you can find a home. Right, and that's what I'm, I'm most excited about, especially because I think we have a pretty um, exceptional offensive line. I just think he's going to fit in pretty well. I mean, I don't think he's – I just – I'm looking more towards the uh, – like that three-headed horseman type running back that this guy's going to be. I mean, having Elaire and then Ronald Jones and then adding this guy kind of the mix with this offensive line. I think he's going to – I mean, I think it's a big steal. It's some Derek Gore. You know what? I like some of the undrafted free agents. I mean, of course, the official list not out, but – Jaron Ely from uh, Ole Miss, I love, man. Look up that dude. Because he's going to come in here as an undrafted free agent, which doesn't mean that anybody's job is safe that was drafted, especially in the seventh round, because he's a guy that could take him. Yeah, I'll have to take a look at him. Look at those highlights, because that dude catches the ball all the time, too. Yeah, and a solid solid draft, though. I thought I'm, I'm very excited about it, but thanks for taking my call. All right, thank you. And he runs like a four four three, someone like that. So, you know, the job is going to be out there. Of course, if you uh, didn't uh, hear the latest, the Royals three fifteen game tomorrow is being moved to twelve fifteen. So, no three fifteen game for the Royals. It'll be twelve fifteen, which I'm sure Cedar will like. That way, he'll get some uh, airtime to recap the draft. Uh, the Royals lineup for the day will be Nicky Lopez leading off. Followed by Whit Merrifield in the two slot. Andrew Benatendi left field. Salvador Perez at DH. Carlos Santana at first base. Emmanuel Rivera at third base. Kyle Isbell in right field. Michael A. Taylor center field. And Cam Gallagher at catcher. You notice the uh, one omission. Bobby Witt Jr. No Bobby Witt? No Bobby Witt Jr. Rest day or something? Taking some time off? Um, He's in the middle of a nine-game hitting streak. I know he is. I know he is. Was he banged up a little bit yesterday? Tim Penny, did you watch the Royals yesterday? Just Tim Penny's there behind you. I don't know. Is he Was was he banged up a little bit yesterday? I don't know. My head was glued in the, the NFL draft. Yeah, me too. I was draft all the time. I wasn't paying any attention. But Alec Lewis had tweeted out the uh, Royals lineup a little bit before that, and it had Bobby Wood Jr. in the lineup. 
And then the Royals just put up a lineup change and had Bobby Wood Jr. out of the lineup, but they had Emmanuel Rivera starting. So Sounds like Vern's chiming in. He says he got hit by a pitch. Okay, so it was hit by a so pitch. He got dinged up. Okay. Josh Vernier, uh, is that a text from you or is he Twitter? Josh, he's chiming in on the. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay, so we got hit by a pitch. Yeah. Hit by a pitch. I know we got shoved off a third base, which was a crap call the other night. That part sucked. Got hit in uh, his right wrist. Yeah, hopefully he's ready for some right wrist. Oh, boy. That's what the insider says? Well, if that happened, you've got to retaliate. That's the only way I look at it. You've got to plunk Yankees today. <laughs> you got to go right after the Yankees? Yeah. You I mean, and I didn't even know what happened. It might not have even no, been. No, I was just asking it wasn't about intentional. it. How do you know I'm it sure it was accidental. How do you know? It's the Yankees. What is, Bobby Witt hasn't had time to make anybody mad deal. yet. Huh? Bobby Witt hasn't had a chance to make anybody mad yet. If Bobby Witt Jr. is, is third hurt game against this, the Yankees. Yes, and you take care of business. You'll still face him in New York, but you face him in Kansas City. So Daniel Lynch should go after somebody, what, first time through the, yeah, Daniel through the wedding order, yeah. second time? Yeah, Daniel Lynch had a good year. Okay. But if he wants to really endear himself to his teammates and the fans of the Royals, you plunk the Yankees. You've been watching too much football, man. You it's, can't just go out willy-nilly plunking played, people. Man. It's unwritten rules. I didn't realize he was hit by a pitch. Now everything changes. They had to take him out of the lineup. Well, that's he stayed in the one, game yesterday. That's the number one he prospect. the game yesterday. Yeah, but that's the number one prospect in baseball. Nine-game hitting streak. Plunk him. I'm calling for an all-out brawl, man. We've seen brawls across Major League Baseball. We got to join in on the action. We haven't had a good Royals brawl in a while. I know. It's time. It's time to have an all-out brawl for the Kansas City Royals and New York Yankees. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in today. We'll have a full draft show uh, for you tomorrow night. Now that the Royals have been moved up to 12-15 tomorrow. That means Josh Vernier, Royals insider, with Vern's On Deck show, comes up at 11. Thanks to all who listened today. Enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the draft. And we'll talk more draft tomorrow night. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.